Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Episode 9 of Brighton Rock. I am Peter Marsh, and for a change, I thought I would start the show. And welcome again, Russell Guyver as normal. Well, that, Russ, was, that, was, you, that was controversial, wasn't it? <laughs> are you feeling unsettled by not starting off with the first word? I am, I feel left out. Will you make up for it the final word, though? Oh, I'll go on then. <laughs> so, for today's show, as a part of a, a follow on from our, our last one, we're going to go somewhere slightly less controversial. I'm going to focus on the, the Football League and the Premier League and I kind of have a look at what's going to happen, what we think might happen in the next few months, who looks like going up and down and winning the leagues, and uh, maybe even wander into Europe as well, the Champions League and that sort of thing, maybe take a, a slight detour. We could digress, couldn't yeah. we? Yeah, why um, not? But as we talk about the Football League partly tonight, I thought I'd uh, offer up a quiz question that I heard the other day. Ooh. So, in the 2018-19 season, so last season, there were 10 teams who had a unique last name, hmm. name them. We will give you the answers at the end of the show. And bear in mind that AFC Wimbledon, for example, is not an answer because Wimbledon is the team name. I'm talking okay. about second name, second name of the team. Well, so. th- this is all new to me, so I'm going to have to think about this as well. So, I yeah, will, see what you can get, come up with by the end of the show, Russ. I'll throw in some answers. If you can delay it as long as you can to give you more time. Oh, I've got <laughs> a few. Of, I'm itching with a few already. Time waste a bit. <laughs> Uh, and then we'll, yeah, we'll give you the answer at the end of the show, but see if you can uh, come up with them too. Anyway, on to part one, and we thought we'd start in the Premier League as expected. Why not? Yeah, and the only terrible teams are in that league, is there? Well, exactly. So, what do you reckon about who's going to win the Premier League this season, Russ? Well, I'm, not, I'm still not <laughs> sure, really. I, I think it's, it's an open division, isn't it, really? It could be any one of one team could win it, uh, <laughs> and... Uh, I can't think of their names. It's just not been mentioned at all, is it, really? In fact, it hasn't even been mentioned on this show. 
Um, I mean, it's it's a total procession. That's the word I've used before. It's even more so now because Liverpool have won their uh, their game against Norwich City. Have now got I think have got a game in hand. Uh, Wednesday, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. And and that will help trim that twenty five point margin, which I'm sure they can easily assail. Um, and that's assuming they don't get relegated several divisions <laughs> along the way. Um, absolutely mad, isn't it? Really, most phenomenal record. I think we've we've mentioned Liverpool a couple of times on the pod, so we won't dwell on it too much from my end. But all I would say is um, something I haven't mentioned before is Jordan Henderson has come into a lot of the thinking about player of the season, both yeah. in terms of Liverpool, but also in terms of over in the entire season across the board. He's really stepped up several levels, and he's he's been absolutely fantastic. He's really really taken on the mantle of captain, and he's been I think extraordinary this year. In the levels that he's stepped, he's stepped up. Yeah, agreed. I mean, he's, you know, you hear about the bigger names like Van Dijk, Allison, Salah, Firmino, Mane, etc. But he is one, one possibly who's the most solid part of that team and has been brilliant this year. But I mean, mm. it's, it, you know, Liverpool, as often happened this season, Saturday weren't brilliant, but mm. they got the win and they they found a way of winning more than any team ever has, really. Yeah. I mean, uh, one draw all season is a ridiculous record. It's crazy, and and yeah, and a number of times, particularly earlier in the season, they found ways to win, as yeah. you said, in games where they weren't. I wouldn't say they were the second best team at all, but they they were certainly not, not best. noticeably better, yeah. and they've managed to grind out the results. Games they have won, they have dropped points in previous seasons mm. and cost them the title, or yeah. cost them even top four. How many times have we seen the likes of Manchester United do that in the previous era? Yeah. Other other teams across Europe, but no one to quite this extent. Yeah, no one to you know to the extent where twenty six games is it now? They've uh, dropped yeah. one point. Yeah, or two it's, points. It's formidable. It really is incredible. And they're breaking all sorts of records. Yeah. Um, you look at the Arsenal team, who, of course, still hold the Invincibles record for the Premier League era. Obviously, Preston did it. And to be fair, that was a smaller division. So I think Arsenal's achievement is the greater. But Liverpool could very easily not achieve that. And yet they would, in my mind, have achieved a lot yeah. more well, the, over the, the course the of the season. The question of Liverpool is, once they've won the league, how interested are they? Do they focus on, <coughs> yeah. dare I say, the FA Cup, having got kept in that? and the Champions League and try and go for a treble hmm. while ignoring all the records in the Premier League or do they just continue to plough on the Premier League and try and win as many points as possible Yeah, it's, and it's, it's all down to do they want trophies or do they want records or do they try and get all three all of them you know it's kind of that's the big question and when all said and done it is about trophies and they're in a unique position they're in as strong a position as any team could possibly be at this point to win the treble that's not to say they will do it, obviously, because one major factor of that, the league, is effectively in the bag. The FA Cup, as good a chance as anybody, I know it goes down to one-offs in cups. And, it's but, like they've but got Liverpool, a tough game at Chelsea next round yeah, as well. But Liverpool are just not losing anything yeah. meaningful. What sort of team will they put out at Chelsea will be the interesting one. I mean, you'd like to think they put out a strong team, because it's getting to that stage in the season where... But it's they, a midweek game. Yeah, the cup this year. and the Champions League's back in the equation yeah. at this moment, isn't it? Just just this week. So I, mean, I, I think Liverpool will get whatever records they want to get this season in mm. the in the league. It depends on where their focus goes and what happens. And the rest and, is a bonus. Yeah, yeah. I think that if they want to win every game almost around the end of the season, they probably will, or they want to stay unbeaten for the season. Yeah. Well, I know quite a few Liverpool fans, well, a couple of people I know quite well, and other people who I've met along the way, and. It's so indelibly linked to their psyche, the league titles, because all my years growing up, that yeah. was what they did. And 
to me, it wasn't... A lot of people thought it was quite arrogant, but I don't think there was an arrogance to the way the fans were as much as just... It just became part of the fabric, and it's yeah. really in their psyche. Champions League, or European Cup as it used to be, obviously is as well, and I'm pretty sure that will be their second priority without any shadow of a doubt. But they have never done the conventional treble, so yeah. I wonder at what stage that becomes a priority. If, say, for example, they put out a semi-strong team against Chelsea, get through, they get the title in the bag, get through a couple of rounds in the Champions League, and they're now looking serious contenders for that, do they then completely prioritise the two cups? Because I think they probably would at that stage, but maybe not. Maybe, as you said, it's all about making the craziest records they can in the league. Because if they get the full quota from here to the end of the season, that's going to be something else, isn't it? That's what we yeah. talked about for years. Even a couple of draws or whatever would be Yeah. I mean, a ridiculous record. I mean, the, the other teams higher up the league, Man City obviously have fallen away. That's been a major part of why that's happened this season the Liverpool City have fallen away but they're still second yeah. and looking like they're going to come second yeah. I mean and they're still ahead of a Leicester team it's not bad team. for falling away exactly they're ahead of a Leicester team that people still hold yeah. in very high regard and people say oh it's been an easy season for Liverpool uh, not really no I mean if you look at the points total of second and third and fourth maybe not the highest they've ever been but they're, they're not, not bad terrible, yeah. they're not bad um, I guess we're thinking City and Leicester aren't we second I think and third. City and Leicester in that order second yeah. and third yeah I find it I'd be surprised about anything else. And then fourth is an interesting one. Yeah. Well, as we're recording this, just to kind of date this slightly, um, I think we were saying that Chelsea had just got a goal down at home to Man United. Yeah, that so that right? makes it much more interesting. Because that would then give the initiative slightly to Tottenham. I'm, before I heard that news, I'm inclined to, to have a hunch that Spurs are going to get that fourth place ahead of Lampard's Chelsea. Um, it really is touch and go. But yes, as it stands, based on half-time score of United being up, Chelsea all on 26 games, Chelsea 41, Tottenham 40, Sheffield United 39, Man U 38, Wolves 36, Everton 36. So there's four, yeah. six teams within five points. Yeah, and that really is open. Uh, anybody could do that. I do think And actually Arsenal, Burnley 34 each. So if it is, as it stands, there's yeah. actually eight teams within seven points of each other which, which is, is yeah, yeah it's quite tight isn't it really? we're only 14 points off fourth place as it stands I was going to say I, I didn't want to get to that too early but yeah quite honestly I've got this cheeky feeling <laughs> no um, Tottenham I think I think Mourinho's got the know-how I think he's got the savvy I think they're grinding out results without Kane now which Chelsea is interesting Chelsea had a bit of a gap before whereas they've not got now and mm. yeah, yeah. And they see Tottenham yeah Tottenham's yeah. signing of um a January signing who looks really good who uh, from Eindhoven um, oh um, no is it for Ajax Bergwijn Bergwijn oh no so yeah sorry yeah yeah uh, Bergwijn yeah. yeah he looks a good really player good. so he might be the, the player that allows Son to play up front and obviously we know Son's capable of scoring lots of goals as he did yesterday with two yesterday but over the last year and a half there's been very few players who look more able yeah. to score a lot you know a hatful so yeah. Son's almost the, the Kane replacement and Bergwijn's been the, the Son replacement yeah I watched the, the game they had against Villa which obviously went in Brighton's favour as well as Tottenham's um, a late winner four minutes into injury time 3-2 win for Spurs terrible, a terrible error by the defender marvellous wasn't it so. <laughs> but um, Spurs I mean somebody said they're finding a way to grind out results I suppose you could argue that a little bit of fortune as well there but I mean, it seems like Villa are just screwing stuff up on the one hand, and we'll get to the bottom of the table later. But for Spurs, I mean, I look at that game, I did feel they were sorely lacking for a Harry Kane in that match. 
and yet they've still found a way to win. Son is a cracking player. He's not Harry Kane kind of player. He's not but Harry he Kane kind of player, but he does type of forward. Isn't he does he? score, and mm. he's like, which is what you you need to replace yeah. Kane in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah. he is quite clinical. Kane in a lot of a lot of ways, his I don't necessarily think his build up play is amazing. Oh. You know, it's decent, but it's not like England captain top 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 player. Mm. What he's good at is he takes any chance that comes to him and almost. Well, and actually, Son can replicate that. He is very very clinical in my yeah. mind. I mean, what what a uh, a Spurs supporting friend of mine, Ollie, said, um, I think it was last year, um, he was talking about Kane, saying that they've become a little bit too reliant on him, there's too much focus at the top of the uh, top of the team with what he can do and can't do, and he would have been quite happy to have sold Kane for a fortune to, I think it was Man U, being rumoured at the time, I can't remember now, um, but he, he wasn't too fussed about the notion of selling Kane and using the money wisely, yeah. of course. Obviously, the money wisely is yeah. a big question. Yeah, it would, would have been the big thing. But um, that was yeah, an interesting notion. They didn't use money very wisely. No, exactly, yeah. yeah. However, maybe learning from mistakes. I mean, you look at other teams, again, speaking of Liverpool, they lost Suarez, and you think that would be the end of the world. Mm. It took a while to get things around to where they are now. But and Coutinho more recently as well. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's I mean, they, they sold Coutinho, didn't replace him, mm. and replaced him with Alisson and Van Dijk. Yeah. who have done far more good for them Absolutely, in essence. It, it, I mean, Coutinho was £150 million, wasn't he? Yeah. So he paid for two players who yeah. have completely changed Liverpool. I mean, that, that, was, better as, that, was, that was better business as a sale um, than how bad the business was in them buying Carroll for yeah. <laughs> crazy money back in the time. But it's sometimes, a bit like um, Leicester in summer with Maguire, mm. you, d- you don't need to replace someone, you know. I mean, yeah. they obviously knew Firmino was going to be... It wasn't that end of the pitch that was a problem. Mm. It was the other end where they were conceding silly goals and they brought Van Dijk and then they brought Alisson. And, mm. and I think you can... made a huge difference. A lot of clubs can regenerate. We'll get into the... <coughs> Excuse you, Peter. Uh, we'll get into the EFL later on. But... Um, Brentford, for example, we bought yeah. Wolpe. They've gone from strength to strength. And and I don't sold, think they've sold others as well, I think, this yeah. summer. And I don't think they've ripped us off with a dud. That's not what's no. happened. But they've, they've got players that they've used the money to... Peterborough's another club that's... Well, uh, I think if you get rotation as well for a club who can develop players, yeah. then... Yeah, so the coaching, the structural, recruitment structural elements... Yeah. Players are attracted to good players who maybe haven't quite made it yet yeah. will come to you because they, or maybe overseas players but don't want to kind of, haven't quite got the Premier League yet, yeah. will come to you because they're like, oh, actually, I can make it in the Premier League if I don't go up with Brentford, hmm. I can go up with someone else. Because firstly, those clubs are attractive to play for in, yeah. in terms of they play a good brand of yeah, football. which obviously helps with attacking players. And secondly, if there's a perception that you yeah. can step on, not only step on, but step on quite quickly because yeah. they do regenerate, they do change the team around yeah. very quickly. So those players get recycled quite quickly. So it's not even a case of if I stick with this team for three or four years, I might yeah. make something. If I go there, I might make something in one year. So I saw Brentford's game and it was over Christmas against Swansea hmm. um, and on TV, and it was they they're attacking trio. Terrific team, aren't looked they? Looked really, really strong. Yeah. And they lost Malpe. Yeah. So so I'm I've got hunched Spurs for the top four. Um, it's not going to really be about the top four anymore, is it? If City scenario. I've a really nasty feeling that Chelsea or um, yeah. uh, United will do it. United? Yeah. Ooh. Well, they're not that far off. Yeah. Well, with tonight's score, if it stays the same, that shakes, um, shakes things up a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it does seem like it's going to be one of the familiar faces. Yeah. Uh, the romantic in us would probably want a Sheffield United or a Wolves. After, probably, sat- after Saturday. Yeah, yeah, after Saturday, to go on a winning run and, and get there. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think the romantics are that bothered about Wolves. Wolves spent £30 million on a striker and a, 
a lot of money. They're not that. They're not romantic in yeah. terms of. I know they've been talked about a lot, but they've spent a huge amount of money. They've spent tons of money to get up. They've spent a lot more money since they've been up. It's not a... Wolves. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not a romantic kind of... That's not to, that's to no, me that's showing true. that you can throw money at things and that's, get away true, and do true. it, which is fine. I've no they're doing it better than Villa but it's not. But it's not romantic. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not like a kind of like... Chelsea United who come up with barely spending anything. Yeah. Yeah, Although now I've got a bit mad in transfer markets, yeah, ironically. That's true. But yeah, I mean, they're certainly doing it better than Villa, I will. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. On the Sheffield United front, I mean, first of all, they've got to, got to be enjoying the dizzy height. Essentially, what they're doing is they're emulating... They guarantee they stayed up, that's there. Yeah, 100%. And they've emulated what Wolves have done yeah. to a large degree, as in they've, they've well exceeded their expectations. I think they're far better off not getting anywhere near Europe next year, yeah. or certainly not getting to Europe next season. The paradox being, they're more likely to get not only nearer to Europe, but possibly further into Europe than they ever anticipated. Yeah. If the Man City scenario, I doubt this yeah. is going to be the case, it but if, if, if it were to be the case, let's just say, hypothetically, City were, um, were banned, it was upheld, and another team in fifth place were able to qualify this season. I know you're shaking your head, Peter. The reality it, says otherwise. It's barely even worth it. Say that scenario yeah. happened. The appeal won't even be heard until next season, how, I don't think. How much would Sheffield United be excited by that if it were to happen? versus slightly apprehensive about the conversation. I mean, the Champions League is a fair chance they get knocked out in the knockout stage. I mean, there's some pretty good teams in the in the knockout intro stages who are who would easily knock them out without, you know, kind of like, no offence to United. Hmm. So I'm not sure it would be a good thing, whatever happened. Yeah. It's not like they guaranteed a place in the group yeah. stage. This to me, the City thing's irrelevant. They won't, they won't be... A, a, I mean, you look how long UEFA have taken over this. Hmm. There's no way that it will be decided this season. Yeah. Yeah, this is obviously we're talking about yeah. the notion and of And there's the no guarantee place. they'll then even say fifth place will get a place. No. I well, mean, I think they've confirmed... Have they confirmed Premier League, I think, confirms that. That's is that Premier League's choice, though, or your or your, or your not, sure. not sure on that, to be honest. That's, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm wondering if that's even Premier League's option to decide. Intriguing but I, times. I don't see any way that it'll be decided by the summer, and I think once it's... City certainly have had a very, very strong statement suggesting mm. that UEFA are basically been judge, jury, executioner, yeah. prosecution. And they've even flagged up the process along the way yeah. and saying what's going to happen. And they've Pretty leaked disgraceful. It. They leaked it about a year and a half ago, apparently, yeah. about what the, the, the original findings, that sort it's of thing. It's utterly so, unprofessional. Yeah. It's a disgrace. Well, UEFA, UEFA and FIFA are both absolute jokes. I mean, oh, most football administrators are, to be honest. We've got, they've got rid of Blatter and a few of the other corruptive um, individuals, yeah. but they are still... A farce and a joke, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. And I do think there is an anti. I think I said in the last show there's an anti-English element there as well that they have yeah. let other teams get away with, you know, a lot worse than yeah. what City have done. And that's not to say what City have done is a problem. Is is a good thing. I think they they've obviously broken the rules and they yeah. should be punished. Hmm. But you can only punish one team if you punish other teams for doing it previously. Exactly. Otherwise, you're a hypocrite and cannot be trusted. It's one rule for one and one rule for another. Real Madrid in Spain, um, yeah. as I think I mentioned to you off air. Um, they were bailed out by the government who bought yeah. their ground for a massive, massive fee and sold it back like to the them. championship team yeah. doing <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, so sold it for a peppercorn amount back to them. So they've got the ground back, or I think it was the training ground or the ground, I can't remember, and basically ripped off the Spanish public. So it's no wonder they're not very popular. I yeah. can't stand them. I despise no, Real Madrid. I, I want anyone Probably the to most win. hated team. I want anyone yeah. to win that league, yeah. but, but, but Real, yeah, they are... Yeah. yeah, plus, you, or even though they didn't play for any more, plus Ronaldo played for them, and I despise him as well. So. Uh, Ronaldo. Anyway, there we go. I'll be using Ronaldo coming up to another podcast. That, that could well be a really long one. The most annoying goal celebrations of all time, yeah. maybe, something like that. No, at 10, Ronaldo, at 9, Ronaldo. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll leave Spain to one side, keep, him, keep it to the Premier League. So, 
yes, it's all up. It's all up for grabs in terms of the top four. I think we can all agree: Liverpool, City, Leicester, yeah. Man City, and Leicester, and then one of maybe Chelsea, Man U. Yeah, I, I think looking at what what's happened and where things are, it could easily end up in a traditional top six. Even Arsenal yeah. are not that far behind. Yeah. A good run from them. Depends how much they focus on the Europa League, I suppose. If Arsenal focus on the Europa League, which is easily possible and will be good for us because we're playing them in between their hmm. potential quarter-final games, because um, that's the best chance they've got Champions League qualification, then they might not. But I could easily see them going fifth or sixth in the end if they have a good run. I'd go along with that, except to say top, traditional top six, you've got to factor in Leicester, oh, yeah, sorry, of course, could, as well. Yeah, sorry, so top, top seven, seven being traditional top six. Yeah, Leicester, for now, yes. temporary maybe. Yes, I'm not top, saying Leicester yeah, will drop down, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. What I mean is, yeah, top seven being the top six plus Leicester. So, next up, the also-rans, as in the people that aren't going to get there in the top four or five and who are not bothered by relegation. Is there any one and who are they? <laughs> well, Sheffield uh, United and Wolves, Burnley, probably now. Burnley, maybe? Burnley, yeah. And Arsenal. Um, yeah. <laughs> or are they? There's, there's a, <laughs> you know, it, I think down to, like, Burn, below Burnley, I think anyone could get pulled into Burnley. Burnley are OK now, hmm. having been to Lampton. It's it's a long way to go. Obviously, one team always kind of drops out, but there's a few, even above Palace, there's a few who could you know yeah. quick pull well, in. You just mentioned Southampton. They they they're in a disastrous run. I thought for two or three years they'd been really sailing close to the wind. Hassan Hutel was a good appointment, and I thought he was at the time. Somehow they went onto a bizarrely bad situation yeah. again. I thought, oh, maybe this Lost is going to be their time. Nine nil looked like that was the the death knell. But actually, it's somehow been the catalyst. Yeah, for regenerated them. A regeneration, yeah. But they've dropped a little bit in the last exactly. month or so. So, so now we've got the scenario where people have started to relax about Southampton. They're yeah. not mentioning them anymore. That's the danger. I, zone, I think they'll it? be okay. I think they've got Ings. He's obviously assuming they can keep him fit. He's obviously mm. scoring a lot of goals. He's got what fourteen? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I mean, he always had the ability good. if he had, if he had stayed fit. The issue was, I mean. He might even have made a you know a decent like a re- equivalent of a Rigi at Liverpool. Who obviously, mm. comes on quite a good. Well, he was, good he was at Liverpool, wasn't he? Right. That's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. Oh, Origi, oh, you mean when it, yeah, equivalent yeah, yeah. of what Rigi's doing now? Yeah. If he'd stayed fit, hmm. um, but he yeah. you know comes on, plays a few league games when Champions League coming up, that sort yeah. of thing. Plays in the cup, comes on a sub in the league games, does quite well. Hmm. But he yeah, his fitness was obviously always an issue, and he's but he, now he's telling Fitzsimmons he's shown what a good player he can be. Yeah, Liverpool don't tend to buy. I know they bought Andy Carroll and one or two others, but they don't tend to buy players with no ability. Obviously, he had hmm. ability. It was just Ricky Lambert's the other one, I suppose, that fits into that general category, isn't it? Well, he did have ability though. To be fair, around yeah. he's got a lot of goals. I liked him. I mean, I don't know if he was a Liverpool. I didn't player, know if he, but he was... got a hat against us. And uh... no, no, who does? <laughs> but he was he was a good striker. Yeah. Would would have loved to have had him. He's kind of a Murrayish yeah. type. He, he is, and he's going to yeah. come from lower league, yeah. and he's yeah, yeah. But made I mean, most of the ability, as they say. Yeah. So, so we're agreed generally that we yeah. don't think Arsenal, Burnley, Southampton yeah. will get dropped, sucked into Everton. We haven't mentioned either. I think they'll be okay. They might even challenge for the top. I mean, they're doing okay now. Yeah. They might even challenge for the top. I mean, Ancelotti's a really good. He's a fantastic manager. manager. I, mean, I mean, how they got him there, I don't know. I mean, that's a hell of an appointment. I mean, credit to. Is their owner, is it, is it uh, Moshni, Bilal Moshni? Moshni, yeah. Yeah, that is a hell of an appointment. Mm. I mean, you know, you look at some of the bigger clubs' appointments, but that is, yeah. that is, phenomenal. That is a phenomenal appointment. He's a world-class manager. He's one of the yeah. elite. He's been in the Premier League before. Yeah, he's done won pretty it. well there. He's won a Champions yeah. League. He's, he, he, he is has in the, the been one of the best field. Italian managers. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. very high-quality Italian managers. He's been one of the best. And he is, by far and away, the best single eyebrow-raising yeah. manager in the world. Just like, he's just yeah. superb on the eyebrow yeah. front. Yeah. And also, <laughs> eyebrow-raising appointment. <laughs> Did yeah, he raise exactly. his own eyebrows when he got appointed? <laughs> Only one of them. <laughs> but, uh, he, I mean, Everton, I think, yeah, they're, they're a little bit flexible in terms of how that finishes. 
they're looking good. I mean, they've got finance behind them. Yeah. They've got the the uh, the Moore's Dock, is it, or whatever it's called? I can't remember. The, no, yeah. um, Bramley something. I can't remember the name of it. But they've, they've got a, a, a Bramley Apple Pie Gate Stadium, something <laughs> like that. They've got they've got a stadium being built, uh, dockside, and it's going to be, I think, transforming them into the next level. Yeah. Probably doing what West Ham I mean, have, have done, but in a, the proper way. Given their spending, it should have done it anyway, to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah. And you might even get a decent view there. They've always had that potential, haven't they? And it looks like they might be able to realise it over time. So, Who, who's moving actually, now. Yeah. Moving now to the other end of the table. Yeah. Do you, we think Norwich are down? Yeah. So yeah. that's easy. Sorry, I, Norwich. I, I like Norwich, yeah. but... I'm looking forward to going there and having the Easter there. I mean, spending, yes, so I'm, I'm going to spend uh, I'll make you a rare, days in Easter. I'll make you a rare appearance down Norwich, there as well. So that should be fun. Should we have a beer, Peter, while we're there? No, you know, I don't, I don't generally drink. But, no, neither uh, do I. Just a uh, special occasion. So Norwich <laughs> plus two. Who are the yeah. two? Uh, of course, the, the cop-out answer is to say it's only one of a few. Um, I do think... Just look at it from a neutral point of view. I do think uh, you still have to worry about Watford because although they've had a little bit of research, they had to pick up and now they're, 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 I think they're still struggling a bit. Yes, they are probably a better team than their position deserves, but that doesn't count for anything I'm, when you're in this position. I thought, now. I thought they were pretty dreadful at the Amex, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they, they had no ambition. I mean, yeah. if they'd actually really gone for a second half rather than basically mm. just sitting back, they might have got a win there. And but they're, they, they're running out of games, they can't afford not yeah. to have done that either. So I th- I'm inclined to think Watford might be one to drop. Um, I think West Ham are, on a grander scale, a similar thing to Watford in, in that they're not a team that's suited for this sort of battle. And they've got a load of tough games to come. They have got a bit of an easier fi- finale to their season, I think, from what I remember. But by then, they could have got themselves into all sorts yeah. of trouble. If you're if, eight points adrift by then exactly, or something like that. Then. There's far more pressure on those games than there would otherwise be yeah. if you played them now. So I think West Ham could be in some serious trouble. Either of those two or both of those two could drop. Bournemouth is the other team. If I look at them psychologically, everything you've seen Bournemouth do, they did overspend to get promoted and they do have very modest resources uh, in terms of the stadium and all that stuff. I know they've got money behind them. But... If you look at Bournemouth, they've, they've overachieved every season. Even in the season they got promoted, fair play to Eddie Howe for this as well. He played his strongest teams in the Cups. If I recall, they got to the quarterfinals of both Cup competitions, or thereabouts, on the way to romping to promotion, automatic promotion. So they've, I mean, yeah, they were lucky with injuries, but they bombarded their way through. They carried on playing a good brand of football. And they've managed to survive to a quite a comfortable degree to not ever feel under pressure. Which could be their downfall this season. Exactly, because this season you can see the pressure. It's, it's on Eddie Howe's shoulders. He's not looking as smug yeah. as some of our friends think he looks normally. And he's looking under pressure and he may still get out of it. Um, but he's he well, at least two, well, at least one of those three eventually are going to get out of it. Yeah. Assuming Norwich do go down. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, so he and Bournemouth are feeling a different pressure to what they've been used to. Some of those players are new to the team yeah. as well, so they're not even used to what's gone before in a positive way for Bournemouth. Can, can so I throw a curveball in there? Go, go for it. Albion. So Ooh, ho, ho. It was coming, wasn't it? Here we go. Go on. From a point of view of a neutral, yeah. four games we've played recently against yeah. teams below us. Six pointers. Yeah, and we've not won a single one of yeah. them. Got three points. Yeah, yeah from got a neutral. Got more, more difficult games to come. Yeah. Yes, the next two are... Well, so initially, Palace especially is one we hope we'd hope to get something from. Sheffield hmm. United is good at home as they as they normally are. Yes, you then got Arsenal home who are winnable and that sort of thing. But other than that, a really tough run. Yeah. 
barring knowledge away in her, April looks horrendous, especially if you add Leicester in there, which could be sort of the cup. Hmm. It's not looking great. No, I mean, looking at that, if you, again, if we can take our Albion specs off and look objectively, as you said, you look at that record, um, you look at the Albion, you think, right, Potter's come in, interesting appointment, there was some criticism about Hewton, but ultimately he's come in, he's played a better brand of football, but we haven't particularly got anywhere significantly different points-wise. I think we are actually up on the uh, equivalent fixtures ratio, but we aren't up on our points at this stage of the season ratio. So to the neutrals looking at it, they'll just see a team that's in roughly the same position, playing better football, but ultimately still potentially in the same I'd boat. actually say from a fan, from a watching the game's point of view, I'm not sure we are playing better football at the moment. No, that's, that's that it. The it's football long, has actually it? dropped off, dropped off yeah, towards yeah. the sort of huge yeah. level. So if I'm a neutral, I'm saying definitely Brian are in the mix. Let's be honest, they are. Until we're not, we are. Yeah. And um, we could play our way out of trouble. I feel, as an Albion fan, I feel confident that we are capable of doing that. I'm not confident we will, but I'm confident that we might yeah. do. And that's our hope. Um, but as a neutral, I would probably be looking at us as definitely one of six or seven We're teams. Or a striker short, in my view. Yeah, think. yeah. Um, so um, you're relying on someone like McAllister coming in and doing really well, or, mm. or Trossard suddenly turning or Mope finding yeah. the goals again. And something like that. Absolutely. Or Murray finding the goals. Or failing that, you're then relying on the inferiority of others, which yeah. is a dangerous game to play. I don't think we can it's a game we played last two, year. Two seasons under Hewton, we could rely on sitting back and relying on our defence. Mm. I don't think we can do that in Potter's way no. of playing. He just doesn't come to him. So we, we have to rely on getting goals, and we're just not doing that. I mean, Watford, obviously, we ended up relying on our own goal. West Ham goals were, I mean, frankly, the, the first two were a joke. I mean, yeah, yeah. they were yeah. dreadful errors from defence. The third goal was a really good goal, but the first two were, were yeah, basically defensive mistakes. I think, looking at us, some of the goals we've scored this season have, been, have come from farcical mistakes as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mariapa, the Watford goal... I, you can understand how that happened, yeah. but if you're a top-level defender, yeah. if you're a proper Premier League defender, you don't normally make that mistake. Well, goal is our second top scorer. I know. Doing, it's a good signing. He's doing very well for us, isn't yeah. he? Good player. Good, good player, OG. Uh, Oscar Garcia's initials. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or O'Gary Hart. O'Gary, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Aston Villa's the other name we haven't mentioned so far. Very much in the mix. Um, Grealish is the obvious name to mention in terms of... You're shivering, Peter. <laughs> We've got some windows open in here. Um, no, it's... Um, yeah, he's clearly an annoying character, but he is a very good player. He he's, he's quite a gra- He's not a graceful personality, but he is a graceful player, I think. And elegance, I think, one of my friends... I think complete arsehole is the word I'd use. There is that as well, yeah. I, I would love Billy he, to go down. Yeah, he does In the words of Kevin Keegan, I would love it. Love it. Love, love it, it if they go down. <laughs> Um, just because their fans are so arrogant they're up there with the most arrogant sets of groups of fans yeah. in the country can't they spent can so stand. much money can't say I can stand them at all they, they spent so much money yeah. and yeah I mean actually, actually to be fair I, would say, I think remember when we went to Villa away um, I, I met you we were in a train queue at Whitton we were mm-hmm. talking to some quite reasonable Villa fans but the rest of them have been taunting us about losing the title to Newcastle when they yeah. hated Newcastle, yeah. which seems a completely irrational and stupid yeah. view. Yeah, just, just, just to tie in with last week's show, we were talking about stereotyping and, and bunching people together in terms of racist issues and all that sort of stuff. We have to say, when we're talking about fans not, not being likeable, we are talking in generalisations. Yeah. There must yes. be a Burnley fan who's not racist. There is, yes. I, <laughs> I met one on a train. He was a lovely guy. 
And Villa fans, you know, there's some nice guys. By the way, that's just based on the bomb game when they were all booing him. <laughs> a lot of them were booing him. That's yeah. not based on people I've met, but that's based on... We, yeah, yeah, that's right. But that's but, based on the game where, obviously, hmm. they were abusive. But you have got, you've got, obviously, you've got some decent fans from every club, but I do find Villa fans, in larger numbers than average, obnoxious and arrogant as well. I would love them to go down. Grealish is an unlikable, uh, if, yeah. albeit good player. If he stays fit, I've a nasty feeling they'll be okay. Yeah. Well, Sam, uh, the bar downstairs. We're in the Gladstone Arms as usual, by the way, just in case you're wondering. With a, with a pint of baller. A pint of baller. Isn't that an appropriate, slick, modern-day uh, footballing expression, Peter? Cheers. It's in a gyp- Gypsy Hill Brewery, which <laughs> yeah. we highly recommend all three beers I've had from there. I've had, here have been brilliant. So Fantastic. The if you're ever one. in the Gypsy Hill area, peachy, head to the brewery. The peachy one sounds good. We went... Post Palace. That's not them actually, I just realised that's someone oh, else. Oh, is that someone else? Okay, yeah. fair enough. I went post Palace, not with you, but I went post Palace with a few mates in Premier League year one, shall we call it. Um, and uh, they're fantastic beers there, very good. But anyway, if you're in the area, maybe don't wear an Albion shirt, but go to the brewery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, ballers aside, um, yeah, he, he is a very good player and he could make the difference. I'm inclined to think you might be right. If that's the case, I can tolerate that as long as it's not at our expense. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put my neck out and say I think Norwich. I've got a feeling Bournemouth and Watford in the end. I think Norwich and Watford. Just think Bournemouth might do it. I, I on the basis that I'm not gonna predict Albion because I won't. It doesn't mean I don't. I'm not worried about Albion, but I think I just don't want to predict Albion or go down. I, I will predict West Ham just because there's such a toxic situation oh, there actually, between yeah, fans and. And and the team and the players. Sorry, and the, I'm, I'm scrapping. And the management and all that. I think that might be the difference. I'm scrapping what I said. I but, forgot West Ham for a minute. Sorry, when, yes. When you're in a relegation battle, you need to all be pushing the same direction. So we're actually and, saying Norwich, Watford, West Ham. Yeah. Both of us. That's the official Brighton Rock. And that is the current bottom, bottom three. three. Yeah. So yeah. As I, it think, looks, I think Norwich are gone. I think I don't yeah, see any yeah. way they'll survive. Watford, I think, a second bottom despite having a really good pickup under Pearson at first. And having had that pick up they've not they're still not out of the bottom three so yeah. I think that will be kind of yeah. they'll, 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 they'll level back down now yeah. and they'll mm. probably go down West Ham I think it's just down to the yeah, the, yeah. the split between the fans and the owners and the fans hate the yeah. owners you need to all be kind of fighting pushing in the same direction yeah. and which is my point in the last show about the whole thing about the, the, about the video on Twitter of uh, the players in Balloon Gate it doesn't help that sort of thing when the, when you need the players and the fans yeah. and the, the management to be all pushing the same direction. You need everyone to be united and putting things like that and on social West media. And West Ham, there's a more overarching issue exactly. along and the same line. I mean, West Ham had issues since they moved to the Olympic Stadium. Yeah. It was never a... Yeah. Oh, Upton Park was a really good ground yeah. and I don't know why they... Well, it's a shame because Sam, the barman here at the Gladstone Arms, is a West Ham fan. Uh, he was hoping to join us, but he's not feeling too great, so he's, he's had to skip it to another time. As I imagine, a lot of West Ham fans are. <laughs> They're shirking. This would have been the moment to bring him in, but unfortunately it sounds like he won't be with us. But just in the interest of clarity, just to look at the table as we record this on um, Monday the 17th? 17th, yeah. Um, Norwich are bottom with 18 there. Seven, a drift of safety, and potentially a goal difference issue as well. So possibly eight points away from safety. They've got 18 Watford have 24 and minus 15. West Ham have 24 and minus 13. Villa have, are just into the safety zone, 25 minus 16. So they're only just off, um, off the situation there. Um, Bournemouth, 26. So again, just two points clear. Brighton, 27. The other teams we haven't mentioned in the context of relegation yet are the teams above Brighton, above the bottom six. Those teams are Palace on 30. 
who have an inferior goal difference to us. So they're only one result away from being well, justifiably in the conversation we've just put Brighton into. Uh, one point above them is Newcastle and Southampton, who we did touch on a little bit. Could those? Can any of those three feasibly... I mean, we've sort of said Southampton wouldn't, but Newcastle and Palace, looking at those teams, I, just from an objective point of view, just as a football fan watching a game, I haven't been impressed when I've seen them play next, in either of those games, except in flashes. Next two games, potentially for Palace, are huge, because I think... They 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 play they've got a more winnable I think they've got a more winnable running than we have and other teams yeah. have mm. they play quite a few of the top teams they've got to start they've got they've got someone more winnable this weekend if they were to not win that and then lose to us mm. haul them will haul them right back into it and there'll be no kind of yeah because even if we've lost to Sheffield United um, you're just description their next two games we'd be ahead of them on goal difference so yeah. if we're in trouble they're in trouble. Newcastle. Well, I think they do have, they have had a, a harder run of games yeah. than we have. It's weird because Newcastle and Palace, all season I've looked at those teams, thought they're pretty poor teams except for but one or two. They elements. grind out results. And they grind out results. Well, look at, I mean, you have to look at the Palace game against us yeah. and Newcastle game. I mean, yeah. Both times we were a dominant force Absolutely. most of those games, but yeah, they still got a point. Yeah. And, and we didn't win those games, which is why we're in the trouble we are yeah. now. And they've, they've just sort of bumbled along without really pulling up any trees. Yeah. Newcastle... Have, I think this was a week or two ago, I'd need to check the stats now, but they had the highest number of set-piece scores mm. in the season. They also have Dubravko's, who's had an outstanding season for me. I think that's why they are where they are at the moment. So if they can keep doing what they're doing... Well, actually, probably, seem, if you have a solid right defence and you can, you yeah. can nip the old goal. It's a bit I mean, they have got a 40 million striker who's yet to score a league goal. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's not mental, ideal. <laughs> Joe Linton's terrible. I mean, that's a massive waste of money, 40 million. Awful. I think he scored one goal in the FA Cup. Is that it? He scored a goal at Oxford, definitely. I yeah. think he might have got one in one in the league in a, on a cup in a season yeah. like that. Yeah. I thought he hadn't scored in the league, or maybe he hadn't scored for like five months in the league yeah. or something like that. I read earlier, but yeah, forty million pounds yeah. is a lot of money for a player who can't score out. Is that Palace have some good players? To be fair to them, they depend on Zaha so much. I mean, he was the single yeah. reason that they got back into the game against us. Yeah, and I mean, Milivojevic is a good player. I do rate him. There's an issue with Milivojevic. He's on nine yellow cards. And he's got one more game before we play them. To what degree would that be convenient if he gets a yellow... Certainly be a bonus. Penalty taker, of course, and a pretty good one. That, for one thing, would be one thing less to worry about. So set pieces as well, generally. Yeah. Um, um, I, yeah, I mean, obviously we can't think about that sort of thing. Yeah, it's like yeah. be, it would be nice if they one of their better players was out, but, hmm. you know, we've just got to try and, yeah. you know... They've got one or two other players that can do it on their day. Are you... I think Townsend on occasion. Yeah, less, um, less and less these days, seemingly. Yeah, I think it's an. Benteke age- even scored recently. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think that was by mistake, wasn't it? <laughs> um, so it, got, it took him to two in a season and a half. I think it's, it's something like five goals in his entire career yeah. now, wasn't it, or something like that? But, <laughs> uh, no, I mean he's an overpriced player. He's an overpaid. Yeah, player. yeah, he actually had a really good season the first season at the Palace, and then since yeah. then I think it's two and a half years of failure, of, of which the last year and a half he scored probably, two goals or something. Probably is a fairly, at least fairly good player in there but confidence is such a big thing for yeah. strikers I do think Palace just it feels like they've got the potential to get dragged in but yeah. I don't think they but will I don't think they will this season I think they will yeah. drop at some point yeah. just in the next well, few years an aging team, just the because that is, is the coming. oldest average team along with Watford in the league they they rely heavily on just paying over overpriced wages for players who are past it or yeah. have not made it elsewhere hmm. and then rely heavily on Zaha every year 
Yeah. And whether they can do that every year, whether Zaha will just continue to be motivated to do it, or he'll just want to leave. And if he leaves, there's not, I've never seen anything that suggests their recruitment team is set up to actually replace no, I think, him. I think I mentioned last week, there's, there's something a bit bumbly and a bit yeah. disorganised. Which is why they end up paying Max Mayer more yeah. than anyone in Europe would do when he was supposed yeah. to leave, you know, a kind of like talented player when he I, left Schalke. I think it's a fairly poorly run club, to be honest. Yeah. And I don't I was, just say that as a Brian fan wanting to have a day. Oh, no, completely. I, just look at it objectively, I we're, think. We're a lot more set up to survive relegation yeah. than they yeah. are. But they seem to be bumbling along and getting away with it so far. I do think they'll come up short eventually. Does, does Hodgson get another year? I think he'll get another year. I just don't matter whether he wants it to be honest, whether he can be asked with it. Mm. Given, I think it sounds like they were trying to find a couple of players late in the window through Bowen and also Ferguson from West Brom, and they yeah. they both fell through for different reasons. And yeah, I think it sounds like he's not been overly impressed with that. Okay, well on the on the Premier League roundup then. So we think Liverpool might just possibly squeeze the title. Yeah, I think we like the last <laughs> game of the season. It's going to be like a Michael Thomas sort of moment, you yeah. know, but the other way around this time. <laughs> One of the one of the um, boring big boys is going to squeeze that fourth yeah. place, and relegation-wise, we think Norwich, uh, Watford, and West Ham actually, yeah. both of us. However, neither of us are naive enough to discount the Albion. Yeah, I think we're both just we going with run. our heart rather than yeah. our head. Let's, let's clarify it here. Yeah. We, I think we both know that Albion are very much in danger. And Absolutely, so. and yeah, if we win the next two games, which is perfectly possible. Suddenly the picture changes. Can I just point out, since we've been doing this podcast, we've not actually won a game. I know, yes. Yeah. Should, Should we, we stop? Stop, maybe. <laughs> yeah, just right now. Maybe, maybe before the next game. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the first part for our, um, our league review. Should we move swiftly on? Oh, we're going to have a beer first. Peter's, Peter's signalling for beers. We mentioned Ballers. They are fantastic beers. We've also have Hepcat. Oh, that's lovely as well. <laughs> the VAR review, it says beers. VAR, yeah. The VAR <laughs> says... review says... Yes. VAR review. We'll come back in a moment. Enjoy the short break. I'm just playing the way. Oh, no. It's on, it's on, it's on. We're live. We're live, Peter. With some classic football TV music. Do you recognise this one? Here we go. It's coming. Oh, yeah, I do know this. Um, what was it used for? I can't remember. Was it gold of the month? Possibly, yeah. Uh, who won gold of the month for last, last month? Oh, that, that could have been... Uh, that, I think that was Harry Kane, wasn't it? <laughs> Somebody like that. <laughs> anyway, good bit of gold football music, this, that and the other. We'll have a little bit more of that a bit later on. Anyway, welcome back to the second part of our Premier League and Football League review of the season so far. As we sit here on Monday the 17th of February... 2020. What a day to be alive. What a day. What a day. So where are we up to now? We're talking about the championship, aren't we now? Where do we start? Do so we... I think we start at the top, don't we? Yeah, I think so. West Brom looks pretty good. Yeah. I've been watching... I haven't watched a huge amount of games this season, I must admit, but in recent weeks I have. I happened to watch the Malumbi millwall game against West Brom, which I mentioned earlier on our last podcast, and West Brom were functional... They got the job done. They always looked like they were going to get the job done. Not by a profoundly which large margin. Which is what you need in the championship. Yeah, yeah. They, they look a good, solid promotion team. They've gained the edge now at the top of the table over the others. Including so I saw the first half of their game against Forest at the weekend and they looked decent, solid side. Yeah, yeah. basically kind of 
they won, I think, away to Millwall and away to Reading last week or something like that. Or, and that's kind of the classic kind of wins you've got to get. Yeah, they drew with Forest, but then they got seven points from three games, having had a bit of a stumble. And yeah. that, that's the kind of like yeah, crucial a, for... A bit of a stumble is, you're going to get that. Yeah. It's a 46-game season. There's, there's yeah. going to be that. But I do feel their stumble was less than the, the one that was going on next door, <laughs> so to speak, table-wise, uh, which we'll get to in a second. But I do think West Brom looks like a team that's just going to get the job done. They just yeah. look like that side, don't they? And they've got their, their playmaker Pereira back. And yeah. they made some couple of really good January signings in Theo Robinson, who yeah. hasn't quite made it at Sheffield United, but is a really good championship player. Mm. And also Grisicki from Hull, who was very good for them in championship in the Premier League when they were that year they were in it when they came in for half yeah, a season. Didn't they get him and for eight hundred thousand? Yeah, it's not a really, good, really good, deal. good deal. So really good deal. those two I think will provide the creativity along with the likes of Pereira and the West Ham guy Diagano, who apparently been really good there, and they've kept as well. Yeah, yeah. Where they didn't keep Harvey Barnes last year, and mm. they lost, they went, they dropped down after that. Mm. They've kept Diagano this year, and he's bit, he's injured at the moment, but he's back soon. So yeah. those four with Charlie Austin up front as well, and uh, and one or two others as well. Yeah, he's he's coming to the four, isn't he? I think he's had a scoring return as yeah. a sub. Should be a good, you know, yeah. should be enough to see him over the yeah. line. And Charlie Austin, of course, uh, great on my nerves. I remember that QPR game, 2-0 up, yeah. he comes on as a sub for pretty much his only game of the bloody yeah. season and scores both and goals. Dunk tries to flatten him with a... Oh, God. But when he's fit, he's a good player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Especially at that level. He may not be Premier League anymore, but he's yeah, certainly... he's one of them, isn't Certainly he? championship policy. He sort of sails between the lines of the two divisions, but he, he certainly couldn't... I think if he was, he'd never had any injuries, he'd probably been champ- Premier League quality, no question, yeah. but yeah. I think injury-wise, he's probably not quite... Certainly not a regular Premier League player, but a championship mm. definitely still... Yeah. Um, second place is obviously now up for grabs a lot more than it was yeah. um, although a lot less than it was at the weekend though. Leeds had a good weekend overall yeah. Leeds, Leeds have obviously had a much bigger blip than West Brom did and that's allowed several teams to come into the equation Brentford, Fulham, Nottingham Forest, Bristol City Preston, Preston set, which is seven of them are yeah. a, a, a bit clearer of yeah. eighth and other, other teams obviously yeah. um, subsidiarily have, have got into the equation as well Leeds did have a good weekend because Fulham had a surprise home defeat 3 0 to Barnsley. Um, Brentford only managed a one or draw at Birmingham. Birmingham. And um, lost at Leeds. At Leeds, yeah. And they, they did. And Forest look, drew West Brom. Uh, and City, Bristol City did look second best to Leeds, mm. to be fair. Leeds looked like they were back on form. Yes, it was only a 1 0 win, but they looked far the better side from what I saw. I did. Yeah, I didn't manage, Bristol City had a shot, into, well, yeah. had a shot didn't they? Yeah. Outside, and City were a good team, but and they might feature in the playoffs, but looking at that. That tells me everything I need to know that Leeds, I've just got the feeling anyway they'll get over the line. I, I sadly think it might be yeah. that year this year. You know? So I think we're already I, I think it's best our views before. Yeah, you know, yeah, big fans of yeah. Leeds. They're up there with Villa in terms of most arrogant fans. Yeah, can't um, stand them. But, but, and also, obviously, Ben White being there might. Yeah. It worries me that they might try and keep him if they come up. Even if we're still in this division, they might, he might want to stay yeah. there. But C- certainly, if we go down and they go up, it's going to be a nightmare now with that one. Hopefully, that won't happen. But yeah, I, I but even if we stay up and they go up, yeah, he might yeah. regard his chances better there, and mm. he might want to move. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I wouldn't want them to come up, but I think they probably will do it yeah. now. Having said that, things are very, very far from done and dusted on that matter. Um, regardless of whether Leeds make it or not, it's very interesting what's going on below. Brentford, likable team, really good football. Fulham, likable team. Set to move into a new ground in Brentford's case. Yeah, Brentford, new, perfect time to go up. A little bit like us getting into the Championship, yeah, then getting into the Premier League, because some similarities there. I like the way they play football, I like the way they regenerate the team. We were talking about yeah. a quick recycles of players. 
Um, they play the right style. Fulham, to maybe a slightly lesser degree, good team, yeah. good prospects. And they may face doing that again if they don't go up this yeah. year, because Ollie Watkins has obviously got... Yeah, yeah. And Be- uh, Ben Brentford Rama team. as well. Yeah, Ben Both Rama, of them may well... Uh, they've got they've got a number they've got some talented players who may well look to yeah. to move on. And if let's they... not forget, apart from selling more pay to us, they sold De Silva and somebody else to Hull, didn't they? Who's the other guy? They sold Bentley to Bristol City, yeah. keeper as well. Yeah. So they've um, they've already made a few changes, and they're still right up there. And they sold a centre half to uh, yeah, someone as they? well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name or fan. We won't bumble along too Oh, uh, Conza to Aston Villa. Oh, that was it, yeah, that was it. So they, they've got a talent for spotting talent. The money ball thing's been mentioned. Whatever the systems they, they work with, they it do works. it well. It's yeah. a very well-run For club. a club who have got a pretty yeah, average, pretty rubbish ground in a lot of ways at the top of the championship yeah. Yeah. and pretty ordinary tendencies. Yeah. They, they, they do well. They, say, yeah. Yeah, they get money in and they, they will spend yeah. it well. And, and, and on then, the whole, they're... Uh, and let's, let's be on uh, no illusions. We, we like Brentford, don't we? Good grounds, nice fans, yeah. pub on every corner. I know well, that's, that's all, that's all changing. Season, yeah. But generally, they're a likeable yeah. club. I know Tony Bloom and uh, it's Matthew Benham, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, have a rivalry, apparently, and all this sort of stuff. But when, you, when you're taking the isolation... Probably, I've never had, yeah. I've always liked stuff to do with them. us. We, yeah. I like them. They're, they're a good bunch of fans. And I don't know, the West London clubs, I don't really have an issue with. Fulham, also, very likeable club. Obviously, Maybe it's a great... Well, yeah, okay. Southwest, though. Southwest, I don't know. But um, no, Fulham and Brentford are both likeable, both good away days. Maybe Cosh is a really good away day. That I, I, really I love it. Yeah. It's my favourite ground in London. If I was a neutral picking a club, I think I'd probably go for Fulham. They, they must think they still owe us, though, for a few times over. Although they did stuff us last year there, but. They did, but we, we did rip them off about four times in a yeah. row, didn't we? <laughs> that, what, that away win there the previous time that was, was mental, one of the most ridiculous. Mental. I think yeah. we had two minutes where we were on top where we scored two goals, <laughs> and they had a f- 89 minutes where they were on top and they scored one and missed a penalty and Isn't it every, missed every chance you can miss. The, the only thing I like more than an unjustified win, aside from dealing with the guilt of it, if, if they're nice fans or you're walking past on the way back, is to see retribution. So Villa getting a last-minute winner in a game they really didn't deserve to win. A little bit lucky to see our guys sent off this season. To see them concede a, a fourth minute of injury time. And they've had a few late winners recently as well. They beat Watford late I know, on. I know. Uh, so it's, it's only fair, isn't it? They can cry all they want. They anyway, beat Leicester very late on in the League Cup as well. True, true. Back to, sorry, back to the EFL though. Away so, from our business about Villa. <laughs> we do like to bitch about teams. Um, so Brentford likeable and possibly in with a shout via the playoffs, we're saying. Fulham the same. Well, obviously, once you get to the playoffs, anyone's in with a shout. I mean, it's like literally a... Bristol yeah. City. I mean, I like Bristol City as a club. I think Ashdown's the man who's been running it for years. He's had a lot of advice. He's stuck by Johnson when maybe yeah. they, they shouldn't have done it. I was just going to say. Fans have been anti him for a while. There's been about fans. two or three occasions they could have potentially sacked him. One in particular where I think they lost five or six in mm-hmm. a row. And to be fair, they stuck with him. Steve Ashdown, isn't it? The guy that originally... I, I don't so, know yeah. if he still does... But they've, they've, they've been very well run. They've tried to do things the right way. I remember on one occasion having a chat with Martin Perry. It must have been at a forum or something. I got chatting to him. And he said he, that they went over to give advice to Bristol City about all their plans to... what they were Redevelop Ashton Gate. And he, he said uh, they created a really good impression and the Bristol guys were really happy with it and really nice relations. Nice, nice club. Well, another run. player we spent, we gave a lot of money yeah. to in the summer. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, indeed, Webster. But, but we, I mean, there's a few disappointing idiots as there will be at any ground in terms of supporters. All in all, I quite like them as a club. 
definitely in terms of the club itself, I think they're yeah. well run. Apparently, they've got a lot of people on loan in the lower league, so they're doing a version of what we're doing, which is interesting. And yeah, they, they want longevity of manager. So you want someone that sticks to a manager to do well just because you want it to be vindicated, mm. don't you? So I don't know if they'll go up this year, but I see them being competitive year on year. Yeah, purely on, if, we, if we're in the Premier League next season, obviously, I mean, I love it. If, I mean, I, I'm assuming my problem will come up. I would love to see Leeds miss out again. Sadly, I don't think they will. Personally, I, I would be happy to see anyone probably but Preston come up because just because Preston's a pain to get to. <laughs> if I'm honest, you know, I'm going to be honest. In terms of away games... Strong chance of a relegation, you, though. You'd rather, be... it, would, it probably possibly mm. would be, yeah. But you'd rather go to Brentford or Bristol City or Nottingham Forest than Preston. Yeah. From a purely selfish be, point of view, to be honest, the others, Fulham obviously the other one, yeah. The others would be as vulnerable to relegation as Preston. There's, so. a, lot of, there's a lot of talk mm. it's the weakest championship in quite a few years. Well, um, I don't know it's hard to it's, it's always very tight but whether that's true or not I don't know I've not seen a lot of championship I've seen I, I will watch probably more as it goes to this stage because actually the promotion battle of the championship are a lot more interesting than some of the, yeah. the crap they show on Sky in the Premier League which yeah. is absolute dross yeah. so I mean I, I, I probably will watch a bit more in the next few I mean, months it's cer- but certainly as competitive as ever I'd yeah, say that much but it's a matter of whether the teams are once the they quality, go out yeah. And, yeah. I, mean, I mean you look at I mean you, you look at how last season everyone thought Sheffield United were going to go down and you know they've obviously done extremely well without spending anything. So yeah, yeah. and and certainly it, it 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 is always a competitive division. It's hard, especially when you're not in it, to tell for sure the quality. Yeah. Even if you are in it, I think it's a little bit difficult to gauge, yeah. isn't it? Because you could watch a handful of games and get a certain impression of a season. And they could be oh, absolutely, yeah, by chance a handful of crap games, and it gives you the false impression. But it's overall what I'm, you hear from pundits, that sort yeah. of thing, yeah. and saying it's. A, they think that all three teams who go up possibly will struggle. Yeah. Well, you're saying West Brom are obviously doing pretty well, but they look functional to you. Yeah. And if you go up, functional obviously is not good yeah. enough. So it's a very good chance they come straight back down yeah. again. Would they mind? I don't know. They they are the perennial. They were, team, and then they had, they? they had a bit of a solid, more solid time I before think, that, I didn't think they? Still more yo-yoe than anyone else. I can. And they probably, of. but they 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 were. Yeah. For, Seven, eight years, six, seven years, I think. Sweden played in the championship, did we? So yeah, we've there was that thing where we kept avoiding each other. Yeah. We kept mirroring their yeah. their their season. So they were there minimum seven years because we didn't play them in the championship at all, and they went down our first season up. So that's right. They were there a minimum of seven. I, I'm starting to think they're trying to avoid us. To be honest, yeah, so. I'm feeling quite insulted, Peter. I don't know about you. I hope that doesn't mean that we're going down because they're yeah. coming up, though. <laughs> anyway, looking at the table as it stands, again, this is Monday, the seventeenth of Feb. West Brom atop, 63 points from 33 games. Leeds, 59 from uh, from 33 games as well. The playoff places, Fulham, are on 56. So they're just one result away, but also goal difference. Brentford, 55. Forest, 55. And Preston, 53. Those are the teams in the playoffs at the moment. Bristol City, also on 53 with inferior goal difference. Um, just quickly on Forest. For once, they're getting their act together, aren't they? Lamushi, is it? He's, yeah. he's doing a good job, isn't he? They look very similar, but a slightly inferior version of West Brom when I saw them play West Brom. Do you reckon that's about what they are? Yeah, they, they've obviously got some talented players there. Um, Cash, the right-back who yeah, scored the last-minute goal against. And I saw a vague, a vague link with us in January yeah, yeah. and looks at, looks at prospects, although isn't actually a right-back, I think. For, it was a midfielder and has been yeah. playing at right-back quite a lot this season. Looks a good option. Um, they've obviously got... Gravin up front, who obviously almost signed for Brighton at one point, allegedly, but yeah. missed an absolute sitter when I was watching in the first half. But it scores goals for fun. They've got a few creative players who are quite you know, entertaining, obviously. Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, Forrester, I mean, it's ridiculous how long they've over 20 years to say the Premier League, yeah. so it's, it's ludicrous for a club that size in a way. Yeah, well, everyone quotes, I remember when we were in that division, everyone was quoting how many clubs are ex-Premier League, it was something yeah. like 16, 17 out of the 24, and yes, that's true, and a lot of those have been down there a long time, yeah. Leeds have been there a long yeah. time, Sheffield Wednesday have been there a long time, Forrest, Derby, yeah. there's a long list of clubs who have been in that same division yeah. for a long time. And surprisingly, a lot of them have managed to not really realistically yeah. look like getting anywhere other than... Ipswich until last season when they went down. Yeah, yeah. One. Um, so Forrest, I think, for me, I think I would be inclined to stick with him, maybe miss out this year and go stronger next year. That would be yeah. the ideal scenario maybe for them, for a better chance of them staying up. But next then year. again, the other chance is you're not necessarily guaranteed to go that way exactly. next season. Yeah, you never know. One or two players like Cash leave and... Yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, Preston... Bottom of the playoff positions, 53. Bristol City, goal difference behind them, just outside. Next in line, only three points behind. And actually, given the, the swing of results, if they were to gain the three points, Blackburn, if they were to swing over on Preston, would go into the playoffs one result away from that. They've got 50. Cardiff, well, not with the goal difference, they're also on 50. Blackburn and Cardiff. You gotta, really? Gotta, are, they, are they involved? Is it? Uh, is Murray Brace still at Blackburn? If I, am I right there? I think so. Because I think he's done a brilliant job there. I mean, he took over when they were in League One, and mm. you know, has obviously kind of steadied the ship, brought them up again, and then not just brought them up to try and survive, like you know, and hold mm. on to the championship place. He's he's made them competitive, and he's done without spending a lot of money. I think he's probably yeah. not, they've sold players and that's sort of thing. We're talking overachievement to, yeah. to be in that position. He's done a really good job there. And you've got to hand it to him. A few, a few twists and, and, and tales in, the, in yeah. the story of this season's narrative. But I mean, they're still they, comfortably they staying up in that division given where they were a few years ago. So yeah. that's, yeah. yeah, fair play to him. Cardiff, again, Harris has done okay since taking over. Whether they, I mean, even if you go further down, there's teams who can have a good late run. Well, you know, I mean, we're talking about overachievement. The next team is Millwall on 49, um, so they're in 10th place. Um, they were looking like relegation candidates, yeah. maybe not odds on, but they were looking like they the, could be involved. The one who I wonder about in, Gary that, Rauer, that, was. in that list I'm looking at, who might be able to have the team to put a good run together, possibly, or also completely drop down and struggle because of the young players and the talent they've got, is Swansea, who've got an awful lot of quite exciting, including Rian Brewster mm, on yeah. loan, and one or two others as well, who are quite exciting young players who are just the sort of team who could put a run together, but equally could also have a 10-game run without a win and somehow end up almost worrying and looking over their shoulder in the last couple of games. You know, it's when you've got that many young players and Swansea are like the equivalent of the economy during uncertain yeah. times, aren't they? They just go up and down. You yeah. just don't know where they're going to go. So they, were, they were doing really well. They started really well and they yeah. dropped a bit. They're then well, they pulled up again and now they've dropped out again. I think they're in the playoffs over yeah. Christmas. They have been well run. Yeah. I think the owners sold. Things have changed. It seems that there's nothing settled yeah. there, but they're trying to do things the right I way. I think they, they, if anyone was going to put up that run from to get the top seven yeah. and into the playoffs after that, yeah. they, they would possibly be the team because they've got the yeah. young players. And, and that could backfire because they could lose the next ten yeah. with that team as well equally, but they could be the one, the, the dark horses. Absolutely. It's a difficult transition too because, of course, we took their manager, Graham Potter. Yeah. They, they took lost McBurney to Sheffield McBurney United. McBurney as well, yeah, and uh, Daniel James to Man U. Yeah. Um, Steve Cooper came in, who's a Welshman who was managing the England... Under One of the youth teams, under teams. Like yeah. and I think he, wasn't it the World Cup winning or European Cup winning? Yeah, I think, well, yeah, one of them. So he's done well. To be fair, he's had to take over a team that Potter 
I think they've let go a few higher wage earners as well mm. on there. Yeah, absolutely. So, so fair play to them. But you're right, they're, they're very unpredictable. Well, after they've Blackburn... got um, Gallagher as well. He was at Chelsea on loan from Chelsea. That's and right, they, yeah. They've recalled him to go yeah. to Swansea instead. Yeah. So they've got a few really good players yeah. there. If they, can, if they can connect and maybe a few of them kind of retake off, then they could be one to, yeah. to look out for yeah. in the last like, well, 15 games or whatever it is. I mentioned briefly Millwall, Gary Rowett, I'm pleased he's having a, a decent run yeah. with a club that's more modest means, so they'll probably stick with him more likely. And he's in 10th. Swansea 11th, Sheffield Wednesday 12th. Um, a lot of teams in there that may be surprising. Wednesday, I think they're where they always are. Aren't they? Yeah, they dropped back table. down again, haven't they? They kind of they had a good start and then yeah. dropped back down again, again. Gary Monk, another another connection with Swansea. He's had some good times. I think he's been a little bit hard done by in one or two jobs. I quite like him as a guy. I think he can be a bit spiky in interviews and on the touchline a few times. But ultimately, I think he's he seems a decent lad. He seems a decent coach. Um, they've had a good run, which threatened to put them in right in there. They've drawn. They've fallen away in the last few weeks. They're currently nine points adrift, so chances are they won't make it. Now. Made them, made yeah, them worse. that's true. Yeah, um, so they're on forty-four. I like Monk. I don't like Wednesday. And again, brash fans. Massive, massive, massive club, isn't it? Apparently, um, very similar to Leeds in a lot of ways. Not very likely without the success, really. Yeah, and they're one of those teams, as I mentioned earlier, that just seem to have been pottering around in the yeah. championship. Forever. Next up in line, speaking of which, are Derby, also on 44 points. We've mentioned a bit about them already. I mean, they've. Don't well, see it, yeah, I just don't. Well, Wednesday and Derby are both clubs that have fallen foul of recent issues to do yeah. with stadium sales. I want to get Kieran Maguire on. He said he'd come on at some point, uh, the football finance expert. I really hope we can get him on. It'd be interesting for him to chat about all things Albion and all things beyond. But I remember him talking about stadium sales, Reading, Sheffield Wednesday, Derby. There's a load of there's a load of stuff to do with that. It's all a bit iffy. Um, the EFL are looking into things, and we, we're not quite sure what the situation is. But um, but those clubs are when all said and done, they're pottering in mid table. They're on forty four each. Birmingham also on forty four. Another club that just seems to sit there for a long time, yeah. not really doing anything. Um, you say Championship's got a lot of clubs like that. Yeah, they've. I mean, they've obviously got Coventry sharing the ground with them. That's an incidental issue, but... Um, well, maybe not in a way, because if you've got a really good team and your pitch is being used every weekend, then mm. it can impact you. Not that like Birmingham got a very good team, but... I mean, they've got players like Dukovic, I think it is, that are still... Scored of the weekend. Scored of the weekend. But those aren't the sort of players that are going to propel you into the, no. into the Premier League. However, Jude Bellingham, fantastic young player. They're is talking about 30, 40 million now, well, aren't they? Is he still 16? Is he turned 17? I yet? think he's permanently 16, isn't he? Yeah, he probably is now. He'll never be able to drive yeah. <laughs> or buy cigarettes. Or drink. <laughs> or drink, yeah. But, which is League not a bad eight. thing for a footballer. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, they're, they're another team that I think are just very much mid-table mediocrity. Yeah. Um, after that, you go another two points down. You've got Reading and QPR, the two hoops. And Reading, of course, the older hoops, apparently, according to what their fans say. Um, both on 42 points. They're 11 clear of relegation and they are 11 clear yeah, of promotion. I, I think they and Middlesbrough they're, they're, probably are okay relegation. No, sorry. They are, they, well, they are probably okay in relegation terms. And Hull, and Hull sorry. Behind, yeah. And then when you get to Middlesbrough, you're looking down then at that point. And yeah. kind of like, yeah, I, think, I, I would personally love it if Middlesbrough went down. I don't think it's going to happen. But yeah. Well, we mentioned. I'm, I'm going to lay my cards on the table here. I really dislike Middlesbrough. 
Yeah, after I'm, that incident, I'm, after what happened there after the game when we didn't win promotion. I've got the same hand as you, and I'm laying that down on the table, Peter. They are, their fans, the way they behaved after that game, were absolutely Strike. disgusting. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why, why would you, you go not go celebrate to winning promotion rather than going taunting opposing fans? All the social media and forum crap as well. Yeah. Um, about the uh, the sending off, they were just they were just um, not only just scornful, but they were dismissive and pretty yeah. arrogant about the whole notion. What? Why would you even? complain about Stevens getting sent off it was such par for the course it wasn't it was a pretty par for the course on Mark Dean Mike there we Dean. go yeah there we go but, but yeah but I, I, won't, I won't talk about my dislike of no. Mike Dean because that will take another show exactly but in, in summary Reading and Reading and QPR are safe Hull are only a point behind on 41 they're probably safe we mentioned they've got to yeah. Silver and what's his face in as well um, they're looking pretty good there is a four point gap to Middlesbrough so we're talking now bottom seven yeah. Middlesbrough on 37 Charlton 36, Huddersfield 36, Stoke 34, and below the dividing line are Wigan 31, Luton 30, Barnsley 28. What do you make of that? We've mentioned Middlesbrough. They're one of those teams that. I think my personal view probably is okay. Middlesbrough, Huddersfield, and Stoke will be okay. Yeah. Huddersfield and Stoke have pulled away a bit. They've dropped down a bit, but they'll, they'll find a way of doing it. Middlesbrough will get enough points. But the Charlton. one I worry for outside the relegation of Charlton had a really good start to the season. Your local my team My local now. team now, yeah. And one of the few bright spots are going down would have been, would have been that I would go to a... Literally, I could walk around the corner for five minutes and I go be at a away game. But, so it's bacon butties at your house yeah. if that happens, isn't it? But, uh, <laughs> well, debatably, I, I, I do worry for them now. Mm. I mean, that Barnsley, Wigan and Luton, I think, all picked up points at all, a points at least at the weekend. Um, the, the one thing I'll say for that is, as I said, Charlton 36, Huddersfield 36, Stoke 34... Relegation positions thirty one onwards. Um, I would say that Stoke have had a little bit of flutter again. They had a good spell under Michael O'Neill when he came in from. He took the Ireland job, didn't he? Oh, sorry, he took the job from Ireland um, to come to Northern Ireland, wasn't it? Yeah. To come to Stoke, um, he steadied the ship. He got them on a good good run, um, but ultimately they're two points behind. Um, they're two points behind uh, Danny Cowley's Huddersfield who sound every bit as well-organised as they are, Charlton do have a better goal difference than Huddersfield, so yeah. they've, they've got a bit of a buffer. But I, I do fear for them as well. I think they're a team that could sink in. Yeah. But bottom three, we've got Wigan. And we'll talk about the loan, loan part two. We'll probably get on to Albion loan needs. But Wigan have a couple of Albion loan players in, don't they? They're on 31. They look like the perennial strugglers, the sort of team. Yeah, they've that dropped back from being in Premier League. Mm. They've dropped back without the money to being the normal. I think they're going to go down. I think Luton thirty. Again, they've they've struggled. I mean, they did very well under Nathan yeah. Jones, of course, uh, ex Albion. Um, they had a change of manager because of obviously he took the Stoke job originally, yeah. and it all went wrong. But since they changed managers, I think it was Ray Harford, the old stalwart, came in and kept them going in the same vein. But he was only there to the end of the season. Yeah, and I think. Having that change of managers is a nightmare for Luton. They really, yeah. they didn't need that really. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think to be fair, I think they've got to stick by. I, I mean, I think he's still there, Graham Jones, um, who's there, the one they brought in from West Brom, kind of yeah. like yeah. coaching staff. Because it's I mean, you get promoted two years in a row. I think it was, wasn't it? So that's mm. a really tough, tough ask. Similarly, Barnes obviously got a new manager now because they they got rid of their old one. It's a very tough ask when you sell a number of your best players, and they sold a couple more in January as well. I think they kind of like basically let, let players go. They sold the uh, one of the, the Brentford players got a weekend pin that came from Barnsley, yeah. ten to half. They sold like two or three others, I think, as well in the summer. They sold I think one or two more in January. Yeah. Their best players and 
it's an extremely difficult thing. As we remember from the Withdean years, you know, kind of like surviving. Yeah. And we used to sell the likes of, obviously for nowhere near that sort of money, but the likes of, we sold like Harding and Virgo pre-season. That season we went down. And then Curry and Cullip at one point in the previous mm. halfway through the season. Yeah. And you lose from your best players and it's very hard I, I to do, I do fear Barnsley. Generally a likeable club. I've ran into a few of their fans through the years. Lovely people. But there's a six-point gap. Possibly there's yeah. the issue of goal difference making that a seven-point thing. As doesn't, it stands, look good, does it? if I had to put money on it, I'd say they're currently in the bottom three. Yeah. If anyone is in danger out of the, of the teams above, I would say Charlton are. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So there we go. Well, that's the championship. I think what we're going to do is we'll probably round off this episode now because it's getting on a little bit. And we'll, go, we'll pause. We'll get in with a new episode coming up shortly, which will include League One and League Two. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, here's a bit more football stuff. Remember this one, Peter? When ITV run the roost over the Premier League. Oh dear. The heart is a blue. Shoots up through the stony ground. There's no room. No space to rent in this town. You're out of luck. Apparently we have to talk over this from time to time. Copyright reasons or something. By the way, we'll have the answers to the quiz in the, to the quiz in the next show. <laughs> or the one after that, or the one after that. Whatever we next remember. <laughs> here we go, here we go. This is the chorus coming. It's coming, it's coming. There's a quick build up. Everyone loves you too, don't they? <laughs> Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.